Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to the season finale of Straight Talk with Joe. I'm your host, Joe DeTellis. And we are going to introduce our other host, Mr. Keith Ellaby. How y'all doing, world? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? God bless y'all. And we can't forget about Ms. Monique Chalderon. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Straight Talk with Joe. We appreciate everything um, you guys have done for us this season. We appreciate everyone calling in and tuning in to us this season and um, really engaging with the conversation of um, what it means to, uh, you know, share being a Christian. Sharing the conversation of being a Christian. Um, I want to open up with Amen. prayer, um, and then we can kind of get into the the show for tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again, Lord God, for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your everlasting peace, your your kindness, your your love, your understanding. We pray, Lord God, that if someone is troubled or someone needs to hear your word, Lord God, that they may be you they may be able to hear you uh through this vehicle tonight, Lord God. This avenue of of love and encouragement, Heavenly Father. So we thank you for this opportunity. We praise you. We thank you. In your Saint Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, Amen. In Colossians, the third chapter, the seventeenth verse says, "And whosoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him." Uh, you know, at times people forget what their purpose. I won't say they forget what their purpose is, but one of the um, main things about being a Christian is to spread the word of God. Is to share the ministry of the word of God. To um, spread the good news. You know, Peter Peter talks a lot about spreading the good news. Um, I think that when God allows us to become Christians, because it is a privilege to be to be His uh, His His follower, I think that when He allows us to 
minister to people that we shouldn't take it for granted. Um, and I think we should always thank God for the many blessings and opportunities that he's given us. So we can go through, you know, days on on end of, you know, dealing with situations in life that, you know, we can forget to just say, Lord, thank you. Instead of asking for things all the time, let's say, Lord, thank you. Um, and that's kind of what the scripture is about. So giving thanks to the Lord. Um, and also, you know, when you thank God for the, the things that he's given us or the things that he's done for us, we shouldn't bottle that in. We shouldn't hold that in. We should be able to go out into the world like we're supposed to and say, Lord, Use me like you want me to be used Allow me to to, to Minister to your people And speak to your people And do the things And say the things that you need me to do and say In order to draw Other people into you And then you you, You can do that By just saying You know hey I was faced with a situation The other day But thank God he bought me out let me tell you about the goodness Amen. of God. Let me tell you how I can thank God. Let me tell you how, how, how I'm thanking God for bringing me out of this situation. I'm thanking God for letting me overcome the situation. Because it's through your thanks, it's through your praise that allows you to uh, vent, allows you to break through. And then when you thank him and you offer up a sacrifice, and that sacrifice is you know, it says it's a sweet, a sweet smelling aroma to God. So, you know, when you offer up a, a, a something or give up something to to allow that thanks to be said to God, and He just takes you to a whole other place. We can't right. hold in the thanks anymore. I think that's very important. Um, great. That's, that's... Awesome. Um, ministry is very important. Giving thanks is also very important. I actually have a couple verses, too, to talk a little bit about ministry and how God gives us all gifts so we can use those gifts to minister. And I uh, looked up minister today, and it means, like, to serve. And uh, if you're in the body of Christ, we ought to serve one another serve fellow man fit um, in all things give thanks and glory to God um, if you guys don't mind I just wanted to read uh, Romans 12 uh, 6 verse 6 to 8 it says having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us let us use them if prophecy let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, or in exhortation. Um, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who sows mercy with cheerfulness. Um, those are all good things that the Spirit working in us is doing. It's up to us to uh, 
feed those gifts and feed our spirit so we can be a bigger blessing to other people. Um, I think that's really, I think that's really uh, key uh, to to keep those things in mind uh, when you're going out ministering. And uh, this show is basically, you know, what is your, what is your ministry? What, what, what are we doing with our gifts? Um, I know, for example, uh, I know a few, well, one for sure gift that Joe has, and you know, he's blessed my life, and I've seen him bless other people's life with it. Um, and, uh, you know, it says God gives without, God, the gifts of God are without repentance. He gave a gift to Joe for his glory. And he gave it to Joe because Joe is designed to know how to use that gift, and he can uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's the type of person that can understand the gift and live with the gift. So, uh, I mean, Joe, real, really quick, um, and your, the, the gifts that you have, how do you use that in ministry? Or, uh, like, do you try to use that a lot, or are you still growing in it, or – I mean, you don't have to tell us what your gifts are, but it's it's like, how do you use that gift to do ministry? Um, to be honest, it's, it's kind of complicated um, mm-hmm. because I don't I don't use it or use them because it's literally three gifts. I don't use them. Um, Intentionally, it's not like I call somebody or somebody calls me or I see somebody and I just like, it doesn't work like that. It's like you can just, like, you know, we can have a conversation. And in that conversation, something could, could just immediately come to me and then, boom, you know, I'm telling you what's happening to me. Five days or something like that. Uh, and you know, it's funny. It's I was um, speaking to someone today. I was speaking to a, a commissioner back home, and um, he has the gift too. And um, uh. we were talking, we were talking, and then right before he hung, right before I hung up, he told me something that I already knew. That I didn't share with anybody. And he just flat out came and told me, and I was like, okay, God, I get it. I understand. I get it. I don't, I don't <laughs> and, and, and you know what? When you have certain gifts, and you know, let's, let's, let's actually break down what the gifts are. What, I mean, let's. Hold on. But before we, okay, before here, we do that, can, I wanted to throw Monique in there, too. Um, and, and another thing, if anyone listening right now, if you want to join in this conversation, please do. The number is 516-387-1427. We're just talking about ministry, how we can use them, how we can use our gifts for ministry. Would it, even if you don't think you have any gifts, which, you know, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you do, um, what do you do for your daily ministry, whether it's going to work? What, what do you do and how do you help? How do you grow in it? How would you? What advice would you give to others? But, but Monique, what would you say your your ministry is that the Lord has placed in your heart? 
Um, and then we could go into uh, the, the, gifts of the, the, the gifts of the Spirit. Um, so my ministry is um, working with women who are in the sex industry or are looking to leave the sex industry. Um, and that really came out of what the Lord brought me out of. And, um, you know, everyone everyone has a certain ministry, and it's not necessarily going to be um, maybe, you know, like my story, for instance, yeah, I know plenty of, of people who, you know, for instance, for those of you listening that don't know my story, I used to work in the commercial sex industry, um, you know, and, and there's those people out there who worked in the commercial sex industry and, and don't want to go back into that work or have anything to do with it anymore. Um, but it, it's definitely, you know, our ministry are unique to us, just as unique as our, our DNA is. And so, you know, as I was in the Philippines, actually, I was on a mission trip in the Philippines. I was there for about a year. And it's really there that the Lord showed me what my ministry was going to be. Um, he let me know that I would... <laughs> share my story all over the world and um you know and it's also you know me listening to that it, when he told me I'd share my story all over the world did it necessarily mean that I'd be speaking all over the world it definitely could mean that but it also means that my story would touch people from so many different different worlds so to speak so many different subcultures and so that's my my ministry um, is being able to um, the Lord turned my pain into purpose, and um, it's not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> um, but that's really what I what I do. I'm also an an advocate, and so it's not only become my ministry, but it's also now blossomed into what I'm doing as my career so God's you know continuing to reveal that and you know there our ministries can change they can be for a season as well it does before I was I was working with women in the sex industry I was uh, a teacher in kids church I was kind of like a junior pastor in kids church that was my ministry before that so just to kind of give a broader perspective, really, of, you know, how different ministries, you know, I think some people can think, oh, well, I serve at the church and I'm an usher or I'm on the, the greeter team. But uh, really our ministry, just like Keith mentioned earlier, is um, how we're, we're bringing Jesus to other people. And that can be just when we're walking down the street. The ministry is, are we making it a point, are we saying that, you know what, one of my ministries is going to be that when I walk by a person, I'm going to acknowledge their existence. Uh, Because I'm in Los Angeles, and in Los Angeles, people don't look each other in the eyes or say hello to one another when they walk past (laughs) each other. It's just, it's so weird. And I really believe as we begin to speak about, you know, spiritually speaking, I believe that's the spirit. There's really a heavy spirit of oppression on the city of Los Angeles. Um, But, you know, that can be a ministry. So really, you know, before we get into the gifts, really I I want to emphasize that 
your ministry uh, is, like I said, unique to you, and it think outside of the box. It doesn't necessarily mean what ministries you can be a part of at church because the ministry that I'm a part of isn't at my church faith organization, but it's not at my mm. church. It's a nonprofit that I'm a part of. Well, you, you know, Monique, you said something that was very, very good, and and I, I want to just touch on that a little bit. You said that, you know, your ministry, I'm paraphrasing, isn't necessarily in your church. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. Uh, for those that are listening, it's good to serve in church. But we're talking about the ministry that the Lord has placed on your heart. You know, um, I remember when I was back in Jersey, um, I used to uh, be a part of a ministry called Frontline Ministry. And basically, I just help people um, in their cars navigate to a good parking spot, you know. And I was, like, uh, very, like growing spiritually, but I'm thinking, hey, man, I'm really working for the Lord. And, and that's fine. But the thing is, um, as I've grown even more, it's like, well, you know, I'm not at that church anymore, and I'm not helping people park in cars, but I'm doing something uh, else in, in, in the body. Like, it all works together, but we're talking about the ministry that the Lord has placed on your heart, whether it's to speak to strangers or meet, reach people at your workplace. Uh, Monique, uh, the Lord put something on her heart, and, and, and we're seeing it blossom daily. Um, so seek what that is because that's, that's – uh, our reasonable service, you know, we're a living sacrifice and, you know, we're free in Christ, but now let's get it. Let's, let's show that love to other people and show them Jesus. We don't want to hog all this love for ourselves. We want to give it to everybody that we meet because we know it's real. We know it's true. Um, the, the fruits of, I'm sorry, the, the spiritual gifts, Joe, um, let, we can touch on them. Um, and uh, I think in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 7 to 11, I'll, I'll read it. it. It mentions a few of them. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Uh, for, it, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, uh, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distribu- distributing each one as he wills. Um, so that's that's uh, the, the, the spirit, uh, the gifts of the spirit, just a few of them. Yeah, and uh um, did you want to touch on something? Go ahead. Yeah, no. Well, uh, so what, what I was saying was, is that um, you know, I, I think the one of one of the most important parts um, in that last verse. I mean, excuse me. Excuse me. In that last chapter, oh, I'm sorry. In, in that in that last little uh, section is um, it says. In that 11th verse, he alone decides which gift each person should have. Um, I, I think I think that's, that's that's something important to point out. Um, you know, the Bible talks about 
being a world false prophet. And um, you have to have discernment when it comes to people in ministry. And you know, like Monique said, you don't have to be in the church in order to. And I'm I'm, I'm not discouraging anybody from going to church. What I am saying is, you don't necessarily have to be in a building because at the end of the day, we are the church. You don't necessarily have to be in a building to minister to people. I mean, Jesus wasn't in a building, and he ministered to thousands of people. Um, and if we're supposed to model him and, and, his, and be, you know, be in his image, we should try to do everything that Jesus did. He was the perfect person. Um, so I say all that because, just like I mentioned, in that last uh, part of that uh, you know, few verses, it says the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us these gifts. We we can't play to those who say, well, it, I have this and I have that, and I got this and I got that, you know, in terms of gifts. So, Having the gifts of, of the, that the Holy Spirit gives you is is not something that you should take lightly. It's not something that you should want to go and brag about, because when you receive those gifts, it's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Just like when you're in ministry, you know, I, I know Monique can agree that what she does takes a lot of responsibility and a lot of Accountability on herself, and you can't take being a Christian lightly. You can't take ministering to people lightly. You can't take speaking in tongues lightly. You can't take interpreting tongues lightly. You can't take prophesying lightly. You you can't you can't take what God has given you for granted because He didn't have to give it to you, and the fact that He gave it to you should show you that he loves you. And he doesn't just love you for your existence. He loves you because he gave you something. You can't it's not a lot of people that can say that God gave me this. In in a spiritual aspect, right? You know, God can bless you with a house, God can bless you with a car. It's all wasn't good. But when God blesses you to feed your spirit so that you can save others, you can't take that for granted. You can't take that lightly. Yeah, I found um, ministry. Uh, Did you know that the Greek word for ministry is diakoneo? And that actually means to serve. And so, you know, in the New Testament, ministry is seen as service to God and to other people in his name. Right, just like Jesus came, he came to what? He came to serve, right? So it's really the service, just like Keith was speaking about. It's the service to his people, right? Um, and that we're to minister and serve his people by meeting their needs with love and humility, you know, on the on the behalf of Christ. So that's really something to, to keep in mind, you know, to kind of break people out of that perspective that ministry is just in church. No, ministry 
means diakoneo, which means to serve, and we're to serve others in Jesus' name. And you know, you know what, buddy? Hey. Oh, go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. No, I was, I was saying amen. I, I was just going to wrap what both of you guys said. And, and Joe, you, you definitely brought another aspect of this conversation out where you said, uh, um, you know, you have that responsibility and the accountability. I'm sorry, you said accountability. I was talking about the secret. And that's very, very big, and you can't take it lightly. And um, because if the Lord does bless you with the ministry, you you might have to set yourself apart and not do the, some of the things that you might see other brothers and sisters do because the Lord has something he hasn't, has set for you. And you oh might my be God, challenged more so because good, of where your faith is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, praise God. Is, is, is because it's like you might be challenged where your faith is. If you're spiritually more mature and the Lord has you doing this, you might have the discernment to go to some places some people can't go. And I forgot where I read that to. I, probably, I think I read that today, but it just, just, just popped back in my head. And when you said accountability and talked about, you know, God didn't have to give you this, but he gave you something for a reason. And you have to cultivate that and nurture it and protect it because the enemy hates your gifts. He hates your ministry. He doesn't want you to reach anybody for the Lord. And the more powerful you get, you know, the more temptation is going to come. And, you know, like that saying, new level, new devil. But, but go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, I, I was just going to kind of piggyback off of Monique um, and, you know, uh, while we're having this wonderful discussion, I, I want to encourage everyone to call in uh, to 516-387-1427. That's 516-387-1427. Uh, Monique said uh, something about, um, uh, you know, how the, she broke down the church. Uh, she said, I've never heard anybody break it down that way before. That was, that was really good. Uh, she broke it down um, and she came out of, of, of the saying that you, know, you have to be a servant. And one of the things that I love when people teach uh, about Jesus is, is that we all know Jesus was a leader, but in order to lead, he had to serve. How can I, how can I lead you to, to, to a destination? How can I show you how to become something if I don't listen to you? If I don't do the things that are necessary to benefit you first, because you're, if, if you're being blessed, then I know I'm going to be blessed. You know, and you know, growing up, you hear the term, um, "If I eat, we all eat." Right? That just simply means if I'm doing good, then you're doing good. But how? But but if if you're in a bad situation and I'm doing good, and I have the means. To uh, help you out, to to propel you to that next level, and I and I harbor that, and I I, I hold that gift in. Then I, then how am I being a blessing? How am I how am I doing the will of God by being selfish? No, that's 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 the spirit of this world. We talk about that in Galatians. A selfish spirit is the spirit of this world. We're supposed to be given. And be and be cheerful hearted when we give as well. So 
when 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 we're in a ministry or we're using the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us, we can't be selfish. We can't be jealous. We can't have envy. So we can't uh, have uh, uh, uh. anything that's going to hinder us, not necessarily from a blessing that we're going to get, but a blessing that we're going to give others. So think about it. What's a what's a more rewarding thing? When you help someone out within the spirit or when you just get something for yourself and you say, Look what God gave me. I I can't speak for everybody, but when I'm blessing somebody, you know, through 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 a gift that he's given me, it's it's a really, really, really re- rewarding feeling because you you didn't have to do it. I mean God didn't have to give you that. Another thing, though, is, sorry to cut you off, but I think it's so great what you're saying is that, you know, God, spiritually speaking with the spiritual gifts, he's working through us. It's not power of our own. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it's important. I just, before you went any further, I wanted to make sure that our listeners know that it's not like it's our power and we have the power to heal and we have the power to raise the dead. We have that power through Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the same, you know, spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of us. But we need to remember that and pay homage to that, you know, honor that, that, that it's, it's the working of the Holy Spirit. He is utilizing us as a vessel to spiritually minister to his children. Sorry, Joe. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. Um, you know, I, 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 I think that once again, at, at times, um, we don't have these type of discussions. And without having this type of dialogue, uh, I think it harbors some type of uncertainty when it comes to ministry. Because when I say the word ministry, just and I'm just speaking on, on my behalf, when I just say that word, the first thing that pops up to my mind is a building. And it shouldn't be that way. Because... Once again, like what you do, Monique, when you go out into the world, when you literally go out into the world, you're ministering to people who might not have had the chance to hear about the word of God. Or if they have heard about the word of God, they haven't heard it from your aspect, right? And Mm. when you don't give people the opportunity to hear the true word of God, then once again, how can you be a blessing to others? You know, I heard a a story uh, of this girl. She was living in Brazil, and um, the church that she grew up in, the ministers taught her or taught the congregation that in order to be saved and to be loved by God, that you have to have sex with the ministers. That's how she was brought Mm -hmm. up in church. From, wow. from I think, wow. I think that she was like seven or eight years old. And um, 
she 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 didn't know what love and then when she found out what was going on and you know this wasn't the Jesus Christ that she knew to to come to love, when she found out who the living and true God God was, she didn't know how to love. Because mm. she equated sex to love, right? Yeah, so, and that love was perverted. Exactly, exactly. So when you don't, when you have a tool or you have the opportunity to go out and to minister to other people, whether you, like you, Monique, you go to the Philippines or you can go to the street corner or you can stand in line at the grocery store, and you don't have to push the word of God on people. Don't be pushy, but just give them an encouraging word. Say, I love you. God loves you. And then, you know, do a, a good deed. Do a kind act. Because up until that point, this young lady didn't know what a kind act was. She didn't know what the love of God truly was. And it guarded her, right? It guarded her heart. It guarded her spirit. And she put up a wall. Eventually, you know, some, someone, um, and, and I'll tell you where I saw that. I was, I was watching Netflix, and it was um, a special with Tony Robbins. Um, I forget, I forget the name of it. Um, I'm, I'm not your guru, and you know he walked up to her after she told his story, and he hugged her, he embraced her, and he started crying. He said, "I love you, I love you. I don't want to have sex with you. I love you for the person that you are. I love you for everything that you're doing. I love you for everything that you've become. I love you." And and she said, in that moment, in that instantaneous moment, she. Felt the love of God. Mm. That's, that's, you you can't that's you can't you know you 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 can't take once again take for granted the things that God has given you because your testimony, your words, your your encouragement could tear down walls of people's lives. We don't Amen. we don't even know the type of power that God has instilled in us. That's the crazy part. That's powerful right there. You know, it, it, that that's that's really powerful. We like the last thing you just said just just blew my mind. You said we don't even know the power that God has in us. You know. And, how you know, how, you how know, do we extract that? <laughs> look, if, if, if An I immense that, amount of faith. <laughs> exactly it's an immense <laughs> amount of it's that faith that Peter had when he you know stepped out and was walking on water for a little bit you know you, that you, kind you know, of big you know, audacious faith you know one 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 thing that I, that always comes to mind when it comes to the the type of power that we have when it comes to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is that in the book of James in the fifth chapter it says Elijah was just as human as we are. And he prayed that it didn't rain for two and a half years, and it didn't. Then he prayed that that it would rain, and then it rained for three years or something to that effect. Here's my thing. Elijah didn't have the Holy Spirit. Elijah only had God. And if, and if, he, was, if he had the same blood that we had, if he had the same eyes, the same nose, the same tongue, the same lips, and he didn't have God, he didn't have the Holy Spirit, and we do. Then what's our problem? Mm. I want that. 
If you got, want... if you got, if you got, if you guys have the answer, please give us a call. Five one six three eight seven one four two seven. I have. Um, I want to share this verse, um, and then I want to chat about it for a second. Um, it is Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, though you are evil, some say if you're sinful people, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's one of my favorite verses. And what I have to say about that is, are we praying timid prayers? Are we praying and asking God, Oh, God, please, please, can you just please heal him? Oh, God, we're just begging you right now. Our God, our, it says in the word we have free access. We have direct access into the economy of heaven, into, you know, our God is a good God. His character is all things good. Does he desire for your mother or your father or your brother, your sister, your cousin to be healed? Absolutely he desires that. So why would you beg God for something? He, you know, he wants us, just like we are talking about earlier, to tap into that power, to know that we are his children. We have authority. So we don't say, oh, please let him be healed of this cancer. We say, in the name of Jesus, we command you, cancer, to leave my mother's body. I command you, cancer, that is in the throat, to leave right now in the name of Jesus. You know, you've got to command. You've got to take, as it says in the word, we are to take things, uh, authority over things. Why are we so scared and saying we beg you? Why do you, you don't have to beg God. He's a good God. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you these things. But it's just like you're talking about. It's the fact that we are not tapping into that power. We don't know the power that is directly in our hands. And, and you know, it's like I was talking to you, saying earlier, it's that audacious faith. It's in saying and knowing and believing that I, just like I said, you command that cancer to leave. You command that depression to leave. In the name of Jesus, you command it. You say, you have no place here because that's a spirit. That's a spirit of depression. There's the spirit of anxiety, whatever those things are, and you command them to leave in the name of Jesus, right? But also, whomever that person is, they need to command it. They need to tell it it needs to go, right? And, you know, I'll, I'll share mm-hmm. a quick story the Lord actually used me about a month ago to heal someone. I was his vessel. I'd never been used for healing before. You know, I knew and I believed in it and I've been really trying, you know, I've been really reaching and going for it in terms of going for all the gifts of the spirit. And um, it was so crazy because one of the things that I'm learning is they'll say, you know, do a body check. And so we were all sitting in my small, we were in a small group. And I started feeling this crazy radiating pain go from my skull, like the base of my skull, and kind of go up. And that wasn't there before. And so I asked Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is this for me or is this for them? And Holy Spirit let me know it was for someone. He didn't tell me who it was. And I was just like, okay, this is for someone. And then I, I, I felt like this weird kind of 
like my ear kind of started to um, get plugged up. And so I shared and I said, okay, this is where, and I was, this is, I'm terrified. Okay. I've never done this before. I'm like, what if I'm wrong? And the people are looking at me like I'm crazy, <laughs> you know? And I said, okay, I'm feeling this radiating pain up my skull and I feel like my ears plugged up. And, and the guy go, a guy goes, is it like right here? And I, I said, yes, it's, I pointed. I said, and he goes, it goes all the way up here. I said, yes. And he goes, that's for me. And I was like, what? Mm. Okay, that means, that means you, you know, you, the Lord wants you to pray for me, right? And so mm-hmm. I prayed for him. I prayed over him. And I check up with him. That was Wednesday. I check up with him the, fall, the Sunday. And he, the, I, I left an important part out. He's been receiving, he's been having, I'm sorry, um, headaches, recurring headaches, like every single day for like months and months and months and months. And he actually went to the doctor and they told him that they were going to have to put a shunt in his head and that, you know, possibly they're going to have to do surgery. And so when I checked up on him on Sunday, uh, I said, hey, so how are you doing, brother? You know, are you having any headaches? He says, I haven't had a headache since the day you prayed for me. Amen. I mean, that is crazy amazing, you know, but it took me having, I was terrified, but I stepped out in faith. I said, okay, God, I'm believing, you know, that this truly, if you're telling me it's for someone, I'm believing it's for someone. But you want to know something? That even in me saying that right then and there, saying about the pain and that that person um, knew that that pain was for them, do you know that that in that instance, they could have been healed? In that instant, it's all mm. about faith. If they were like, I know that's for me, I know that's for me. Oh, Lord, that means that you do want to heal me. I knew you wanted to heal me. This is it. And their faith, it's their faith that heals them. I believe there's even a verse in the Bible that talks about that. There is. It was the woman, the woman with the issue of blood. Remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, it was, remember. and so... You know, how we talked about, oh, my gosh, you know, because she was just like, I know that if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. You know, it was that crazy, audacious faith, right? Um, and, and there's other instances in the Bible as well. I believe it was with the man, I think, in the government or something. And he's like, no, Jesus doesn't even have to come. You know, uh, he's over here doing all these other things. I just, you know, just let him know X, Y, and Z. And Jesus goes, you know what? Your daughter is healed, you know, because of your faith, because of your your strong Amen. belief. And so are we doing a faith check? How strong is your faith mm. really? Do you believe yeah. that God can use you to heal other people? Because I should tell you a year you know, ago, I wouldn't, if you would have told me this, I would have been like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if God's gonna use me to like heal someone. You know, it's crazy. You know, you know what, Monique? A lot, of, a lot of people have that. And and if you guys want to join in, give us a call five one six three eight seven one four two seven. That that's a great testimony. Even as you were telling, uh, saying, it, I was just like thinking about it, visualizing it in my mind, and. Guys, listeners out here, if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, we can't make this stuff up. I've 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 gone through things, I've seen things, I've seen the work of the Lord, and I wish I could tell you he was making it up, but we're not. This is real stuff. 
this isn't magic. This isn't a fantasy book we're trying to write. We're not trying to fool people. We're not trying to make any money. You know, we're, we're not trying to do any of those things. We're trying to give glory to God and go deeper in him. And his power is real. It's real, and it blows our minds continuously. I, I, you know, I've, oh, man, I, I could share tons of testimonies. Even the one I shared with season one about me and Joe, and, you know, that blew my mind. I'm still kind of, like, thinking about it. Like, it, it. It's crazy. It's really crazy. But like Monique said, do you have the faith to believe? And I, I know it's, it's hard because we go by what we see a lot. But we're called to walk by faith, not by sight. And a lot of situations look very grim, and it's not going to get better. Because we can see it. We can touch the situation. We can be near the situation. But we're called to lean on the Lord and what he says. And we have to be uh, um, uh, we have to be confident in whatever situation he brings us out of. And if it doesn't seem like, oh, Lord, I thought he was going to do this and do that, it's still going to be for his glory because we don't know what he's working out. We, he's the master plan. He has the master plan, and he wants us to submit everything to him. And he, he knows how to grow your faith. That's, that's all I want to say. And t- lean on him and trust in him. But that's a great question, Monique. Do you guys really believe in that power? Do you believe that our Father in heaven knows how to teach you and will supply all your needs, and he knows exactly what you need. Do you guys believe that tonight? I mean, of course. I mean, it, it, it says it says something so simple. Uh, it said Matthew. I gotta find. I gotta find it. But it, it says ask, and you shall receive. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how how else to explain it when it says ask. And you shall receive. You know, we we talked about well, you this. know. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say we we talked about this uh, a couple of shows ago. God isn't a liar, and it's not a liar. And it, and 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 if it, if He says it in His Word, then it's true. And you know, Monique, Monique, man, I God bless you because you you I don't know you 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 I don't. I don't know who was listening, but you were talking to me. <laughs> and you know, um, we we well, you know we have here, the but... power to access all the gifts. You know, I think yeah. some people think, oh, you know, I can only get this gift, and I, I've only gotten this gift. But we have the Lord says that we have access to all the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. And, you know, and I've been praying for the gift of prophecy, but, but for some reason, God gave me the, the gift of, you know, healing. He gave me that gift, and that was a gift. I gave that gift of healing. Through, through me, the Lord gave that gift to my friend, you know. So we have full access to all of the gifts, but do we truly believe, do we truly have the faith that we can really operate in those gifts, you know? And, and so that's another thing is knowing that we have access to all of it, to all of it. You have, you have to know that you want it. You have, you have to know that when you receive it, 
that you're going to use it, and nobody can question you on whether it's real or not. I think I think, I think that's, one of the, that's one of the key things because, you know, you, you, I was trying to avoid it, but, you know, you, you said you were praying for the gift of prophecy. That's one gift that I have. I have the gift of prophecy, and I don't like to talk about it because, as Keith knows, it's, it's like, yeah, I, I don't like when you talk about it either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's like in one moment you can bless somebody and you can change the life within the, within that moment of, you know, you're telling them something great, and then the next moment you can be telling them something horrible. Like I, I don't want I don't know how to tell you this, but you're going to get cancer. I'm going to tell you this, but somebody's about to die. You know, it, it, it it's it's not. It's a, all I can say is thank God for it because I asked for it and He definitely gave it to me. But you know, well, you know, this is the know, other thing. You know, the Benny people, and I'm not saying anything bad about any of these people, right? Like, but like the Benny Hens, you know, people are going by the thousands to go and and be healed. But really, you know, you could just be a, a couple of you believers, and there's someone, like, now what I've seen, what I truly believe, why the Lord used me to, you know, to impart healing to my friend is because I was thinking, oh, you know, I need, like, well, I have a really good friend, and he has known the he's done hundreds. The Lord has used him for heal, so many healings. I mean, of can't, I mean, all kinds of stuff, diseases, right? And I thought, I need to get him so he can come pray for for my family, you know, that is sick. And I think the Lord was saying, why do you need to go use him when you have that same power inside of you? And you just need to go pray over your family members. I mean, it's great if you want to get Mm -hmm. more people, but don't think that he's the only one that I will use to heal. I can use you. And so that's important for us to, to know. Yep, and, and remember he said, I will make the rocks cry out and praise me. You know, God, mm-hmm. he used mm-hmm. a donkey. And he used a donkey to show his power. I mean, he's so amazing and he's so powerful. And, you know, just to go back on something um, you, you kind of alluded to earlier, Monique, you mentioned that we have to be, and, and I'm paraphrasing, we have to be uh, not weak within the word of God. God, it says it says it in some somewhere in the New Testament. I'm trying to bring up something and I can't remember, but it says that He has not given us the spirit of timidity. We're not. Oh yeah, that's Second Timothy. There you go. We're not timid creatures. He didn't make us to be timid creatures. Mm-hmm. So if, we, if He didn't make us to be something, then why are we trying so hard to be it? If we're not supposed to be timid creatures, then why aren't we walking around with authority? Why aren't we saying, "I, I'm a proud child of God. I am, I am, I am uh, uh, more than a conqueror. I, I have the authority over all because God placed that within me." Instead of, "Oh God, I don't know." Like, like you said, Monique, we begging. We're begging. Instead, instead of being the people that God said we're supposed to be, the ones that are supposed to give, we're not supposed to be. The uh, the um, the lender. I mean, we're supposed to be the the lender, not the beggar. So if we're Lord, I don't, I need you, I need you, Jesus. I mean, just when you say it that way, you don't even hear authority in your voice. Lord, I need you to pay my bills, and Lord, I need no, 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 no. That's not how it's supposed to be. 
In the name of Jesus, you will give me the things that I need, Heavenly Father. You will give me the strength that I need to, to conquer this or conquer that because I'm more than a conqueror. You said that I don't, I'm not a timid person, so you've given me the authority to, to rise above all of my situations. That's how we're supposed to be praying. That's how we're supposed to be speaking to our situations. That's how we're supposed to be And that's biblical. Yep. That's First John 5, right. verse 14 and 15. I wa- <clears throat> Amen. I, I, I want to throw this in here, too, uh, for anyone listening. We're not referring to our Lord and Savior as a genie in a bottle. We're not praying things and he just gives it. Yeah, it, 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 it's a relationship. It's a relationship. I've, I've said this before. Being married has shown me what a true relationship is. Um, and I just don't ask from my wife and if she's my genie in the bottle, whatever I want, I get no. No, no, no. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of recipro- reciprocity. Um, and when you ask uh, the Lord for something, we go to him for a humble heart, and we have to go to him knowing that he can do it. Like, not ho- like we, we have hope in the, you know, the resurrection and, and, and being with Christ in heaven, but we, we have the faith that he's able to do whatever he says he was going to do. And, and that's the thing. We go to him in that regard and that reverence, um, not saying, Lord, I demand this and I do it. No, it doesn't work like that. And, and for anyone that might get confused of, you know, I prayed for this person and nothing happened. I prayed for that person and nothing happened. You know, it, it's at the end of the day, God has the power to change lives. God has the power to heal. He does heal. It's for his glory and it's for his honor. We ask him and petition him. And my, my a brother of mine shared this with me today. Um, certain things can only be accomplished by prayer, fasting, and faith. Um, in Matthew 17, check, take a look at that chapter. And, you know, the, the, the disciples are trying to cast out a demon. They couldn't do it. And Jesus said, you know, these are only cast out by prayer and fasting. You know, it's, it's really a deep relationship. And regardless of what happens, we know that the Lord is working out for our good. Always keep that in mind. Always keep that in mind because God knows what's good for you. He knows you better than you know yourself. So it, it's really important to keep those things in mind. Yeah, and I think something, you know, just to touch on really quickly, you know, in terms of healing, some people say, well, I, just like you said, I pray and I pray and they're not healed. Um, I, I want everyone to understand and listen very carefully that it is God's desire to heal you. He wants you to be healed. But also, we have to look at ourselves. Is is there something going on within ourselves that we're holding on to that is blocking the healing? Because we, we we could be the blockage. There could be something going on there. But just know that it is his desire to heal you. And just if you pray that one day and, 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 and that person wasn't, wasn't healed, you keep with that faith. You don't all of a sudden walk away with your head held down saying, oh, well, I guess God isn't really who I thought he was. If he didn't heal, we just prayed over him for 10 minutes and you know, we're casting stuff out and, and they're still on, on their deathbed. 
I mean, there's things, just like he said, that you're going to really have to go and seek the Lord and seek the Holy Spirit um, and, and, and allow him to come in and comfort you and guide you and speak to you in regard to what may be going on, either if it's a sickness or an illness with you or with a family member or a friend. But know that, first of all, God does not strike anyone with any ailments or illnesses. You remember that, um, you know, and, and, and just know that it is his desire for them to be healed. And I just wanted to read First John five fourteen through 15 um, to further drive home the point about praying bold prayers. Okay, we're not just saying this, guys. It's in the Bible. It says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. So anything according, Mm -hmm. did you hear that part? To his will, right? And we've got to be seeking the Lord and being in alignment with what his will is for our lives. For some of us who are working Mm -hmm. in particular jobs and we're saying things are just aren't going right and I don't understand and I asked God to help me well did you ask God if you were supposed to be a nurse or did you ask God if you're supposed to be a lawyer or did you whatever it is that you are did you even ask God's advice on what it is you're supposed to be doing with your life I mean after all he did create you you know you you know you know it's funny Monique uh, and and, and we're getting ready to close down now you know, it's a song that says, order my steps. Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, Father, I pray. Order my steps in your word, right? If, if, we, if we're really true to, 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 to if, we're, if we're going to be honest, how many times do we ask God to actually order our steps? You know, you just you just said it. You are in a job. You you see it all the time. You go to McDonald's or Burger King, you know, know, any of those type of fast food restaurants, and you just see those people behind the counters, and they're miserable. You 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 don't have to be there. You chose to be there. And if you're a Christian, do you ask God, Lord, where do you want me to be? Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, I, I have total faith in whatever it is that you, whatever, whatever you want me to be to be a servant to your people, Lord, put me in that position. That's all you got to do. And when you try to take your own destiny and your own will in your life, you will end up failing at every stop of the way. Because it's not in his will. It's not in his divine plan for you. God has a divine plan for your life. It's divinity in your life. But you, being hard-headed, trying to make your own will up, you're going to fail every single time because God is nowhere in that will because that will is the will of this world. And if you're living in the world of this world, how can you allow the divinity, how can you allow the supernatural realm to be placed in your life and for you to be propelled in a way that God has already predestined for you? And keep 
in mind, whatever he has for you, it's still there. But you have to be willing mm. to sit down, shut up, and allow God to speak to you and for you to be open, willing, and have enough faith in him that it's not going it's not it's it's not gonna be for your for your ill. I mean for your ill will. It's gonna be for your for your good. And if it's good for you, it's also good for other people around you. Because now other people are seeing the blessing that God is doing in your life and then they may they may say, I want a piece of that. I wanna know what he's doing because he's doing something that he wasn't doing six months ago and whatever he's doing six months now for today, I want that. Now you can go out and do what? Minister to people. I'm done. Yeah, Mona, you could definitely uh, start us off with the closing remarks, and then I'll go on and Joe, you could end us off. Okay, for all of you out there um, that are thinking, man, I don't, I don't have much to give. I don't think I have anything to give. I've, I'm a work in progress. Well, we're all works in progress. And I would just invite you to really seek the Lord and ask him where he would like you to serve. You know, where where what people is does he have for you that you know, you could go and, and make an impact in their lives for the better. Um, and be a positive influence in their life, you know, speaking love and encouragement. Um, remember, it doesn't have to be this grand or type of ministry that you have to create. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's so many types of organizations or, or like we were saying, something as simple as my ministry is that people who are walking on the street, that I look them in the eye and I tell them hello or I say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Because I've heard stories of people who were on their way to commit suicide. And they said, they had made a deal with God, and they said, God, if no one acknowledges me today, if it's like I don't even exist. If no one says hello to me, if no one asks me how I'm doing, I'm going home tonight, and I'm going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I've heard these stories, from them because they're still living because someone Mm. was open enough to the spirit and perhaps that was their ministry and they gave them kind eyes and they said hello and asked them how they're doing. And to that person who was about to go home and kill themselves, that was their sign that God really does exist and that God really does care. So with something as simple as that, I, you know, there, there's so many things that you can do. And so I really invite you to take this time to seek the Lord, seek the Holy Spirit, and have him reveal to you what, that, what ministry he has for you. How can you serve his people? Amen. Um, that, that was really good. Um, I, I just want to throw in um, a, a, just a few things about uh, ministry, prayer, healing, gifts, all those things. At the end of the day, 
we have to keep our mind on one thing. <clears throat> That's Jesus Christ. These gifts are here for ministry to our brothers and sisters and our neighbors. We cannot covet this world like this is all there is. We have to keep moving forward, and we are pilgrims here. Uh, we are strangers in this land once we are born again. You have to keep that in mind. Um, so if you're struggling with questions about what does the Lord want me to do or, you know, is he going to heal this or, is he gonna, you know, those are all very valid questions. Seek the Lord in those things and be open to whatever he says. God has a, a plan. He's, he, he knows what he wants you to do. Um, he knows what he's doing. The things that the Lord may, the people that the Lord may remove out of your life at a certain point in time, you might not understand it when it happens, but in due season, he may reveal it to you. But just know that God has a place for them too. They are in the kingdom. And that's the, that's the main point. Are they in the kingdom? If so, give glory to God. And our, and our, and our purpose is to use our ministry to get more people in the kingdom. Because quite honestly, if, if I know that someone's born again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm joyful for them. Because I, I have my brother and my sister. Um, but don't, I know also I can't get too wrapped up in the things of this life because even the Lord may call me home one day. So it, it's, well, he definitely will. The life lasts forever except in his life. But uh, I, I just want to encourage you guys, the, the Christian walk is not easy, but it's so worth it. God loves you, and um, he cares for you, and there's so much room uh, for you right now. Give your life over to him um, while there's still time. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, um, tonight was such a blessing on so many different levels. Um We really need to get out of this space of wanting God to do stuff for us or do things for us without giving him anything in return. We need to get out of this space of asking God for certain things and, you know, not doing anything even when you get it. God doesn't want God isn't the guy that just gives you something and expects you not to do anything. You know? Like God God wants He wants everything from you. Every possible piece of you to be a blessing to others. And whether that's through ministry, whether that's through uh, gifts, whatever, God wants you to do the best thing possible, which is sacrifice every ounce of your soul and being to others. 
when you decide to make up your mind to do that, a peace and a love that will come over you that will surpass all understanding. God chose you for a reason. God chose you to do things that no man or no woman can do. When God made the decision to give you a supernatural power and a supernatural peace, and you decided to take it for granted by being selfish, how can God continue to bless you? Because on the outside, it may seem that you're doing very well. It may seem that you're a good person, but God knows the true inner person. And when God sees that true inner self, everything else comes to the light. So make up your mind now to do the true will of God. Make up in your mind now to sacrifice the things that God has already told you to do. Stop being selfish. Minister. Serve. Lead. Do what God wants you to do. Stop harboring hate. Stop being jealous and envious of people. That's not of God. Nothing good is going to come from out of that. Be obedient. Speak authority into your life. Don't be timid. So that's not who we're supposed to be. So I love you. We all love you, but more importantly, God loves you. Allow the Holy Spirit to be used in your life so that you can bless others in ways that you can't even imagine. Love you guys. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. 